Sak Passe, everybody. Thank you for listening to Ethos of a Queen. Thank you for joining me. I hope you feel good. I hope you feel nice. I'm here to make you feel good, here to make you feel nice. Today, you're going to really love this show. I hope you learn a lot. I hope you feel good. And I'm sending you all the love in the world. Today, we have a very special guest, someone I have known um, in passing through um, business relations uh, for quite some time, and I asked her if she can carve out some time out of her extremely busy schedule to come and talk to us, and she has. Um, Her name is Miss Lynette Trawick. I call uh, Miss Lynette a, a beautiful, strong Force to be reckoned with, intelligent, sexy, uh, purpose-driven black queen. If you meet her, you just feel her. Um, another, um, I guess a tidbit about her is she's HIV positive yeah. and, um, that's okay. And we'll tell you why. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, thank you so much for sharing your story. Um, you are one of the bravest people I know. Um, thank you know you. what? You're welcome. Let's just start from the beginning. I'm going to ask you, um, you know, some heavy hitting questions and not for the purpose to put you on the spot or for anything. But I literally my my job is to be constantly in service and to mm-hmm. help other people be better through my experience and uh, my guests experience. Yes, so, I'm all for education. So yes. so I'm an open book. Perfect. Perfect. Mm-hmm. So um, as far as your HIV status is concerned. Let's start from the beginning. Um, how old were you when you found out? I was 26 years old. I was in no. I remember the day. It was November 18, wow. 2008. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, did you? Obviously, you went for a test, right? You don't just you don't just find out by accident. What made you go for a test? So I actually. Um, I got tested during my annual exam, you know, my annual um, gynecological exam. Mm -hmm. And they generally ask you, so do you want to get a whole STD panel? And I said, yep, all of it. Give me everything, which is what I usually did every year anyway. Mm -hmm. And they called me back the following day to Mm. tell me that I need to come into the office. Mm. Um, I had absolutely no idea what was going on. My first thing that popped in my head was, Oh my goodness, I hope I'm not pregnant. Oh, wow. And um, that was going to be my question. Did you assume yeah. the worst? Yeah. No, I, it, pregnancy in my head was the was worst, the worst at to that me age. at that time. Yep. Exactly. Because I knew nothing about HIV. Yeah. HIV didn't really have anything to do with me. And and if you don't mind, I mean, you look awesome. So I, I mean, Thank you. so I know you wouldn't <laughs> mind sharing your current age. But at 26, what year was that? That was 2008 at ah, 26. Mm-hmm. Wow. Wow. So that was almost 10 years ago. Wow. Okay. That, was, that was, excuse me, that was over 10 that years ago. That was over. Ago. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So, so, so you get told, right? Mm-hmm. First mm-hmm. of all, how was the delivery of the physician? What Were they insensitive? Ooh. Were they judgmental? No, she was actually, um, she was very, uh, I could tell she was very educated. She, she knew how to deliver the information. Ah, good, um, good. So when she told me she was very compassionate, she gave me some time to gather myself. Actually, it, it, I kind of had an outer body of experience yep, when she I first told imagine. me. You know, so I just kind of went cold and it was just, mm-hmm. okay, 
Mm. And she kind of had to check in with me to say, you know, are you sure you heard what I said? Oh, my God. I'm like, yeah, I, I heard what you said. It right. didn't hit me until I got up. I went to the bathroom and I saw my face in the mirror. And that's what brought me back to reality. Wait a minute. Is that the pic? And we'll give your Instagram uh, information later. Is that the picture mm -hmm. on your Instagram where you kiss the mirror? No, that was that was actually not too long after that. Ah. When I was I was struggling with identity. Mm -hmm. I was struggling with really holding on to my self-identity and trying to figure out who I was. I was really going through a struggle after my diagnosis. Of course. Do I want to disclose? Who do I tell? How do mm -hmm. I tell? Mm -hmm. Who am I? Mm. You know, so yeah. that yeah. That wow. was me trying to come to grips with who I was in myself. Wow. Well, yeah, everybody, um, go check that out on her Instagram. We'll talk about that later. So so here you are, you get the call, you go in, you're told, you go numb, out of body, you mm -hmm. leave. Um, what are you thinking? First of all, did you know who gave it to you? I did. I knew who I contracted. Well, okay, I can't initially know. Okay. Initially, I didn't even think about it. Yes. Because I figured like, I didn't know everything about HIV. So mm -hmm. once I found out that I contracted HIV, I thought that was something new. Mm. So then it was like, okay, well, how? I hadn't been with anyone. I couldn't figure it out. So now knowing what I know, yes, I do know who I contracted it from. Wow. But initially I did not. And my initial thought was, how long do I have left to live? Of course. Yeah. Um, because looking at movies and, and, and news articles, you think HIV AIDS death. Mm-hmm. You yep. know, when you see the movies, people are in the hospital, they yes. have pneumonia, they die. They, you know, they have <laughs> sores on their skin it's and they so take a million true. pills. They wait. And don't forget, they sneeze and infect everybody. Yeah, and exactly. Then... <laughs> exactly. You know, you're placed on this ward away from everyone yes. in the hospital. Yes. And, and it's like a... in with the, the suits covered yep. up with the mask. Yeah. <laughs> and it's so like that's... a scene from Outbreak. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, so man. that's that was oh, my man. vision of myself mm. when I first heard those words. And then my thoughts went to my children oh my goodness, maybe I gave it to them Aww. because then again, I wasn't educated. So I'm thinking I could have gave it to them because they ate off of my fork. Wow. I could have gave it to them because they went to the bathroom after right. me. I didn't scrub things down with bleach, oh. you know, oh my goodness. Right. And so mm. I didn't know. Now, um, did you then contact the person and like pretty much tell them off? Like, Oh listen. no. Oh no, no. Um, I actually contracted HIV in an abusive relationship. Okay. Um, so he was abusive. He was emotionally, mentally, verbally, uh, and physically abusive. Mm. He wow. was cheating wow. on me, uh -huh. and I knew he was. Yeah. yeah. So prior to HIV, I had contracted gonorrhea, chlamydia, and oh, trichomonas in God. that same relationship. Oh. So. I had known that he was cheating on me, but yeah, I didn't have the courage or sure. the self-worth. I didn't realize my worth yeah. enough to walk away. Uh. Um, so I did not contact him initially. What I actually wound up doing, there's this, a thing called the partner notification hotline, mm -hmm. which is uh, ran through the Department of Health. So you can contact them and you can give them a description of the person and tell them everything, where they live, what their uh, social media information is, everything. And they'll reach out to the person and say, hey, you need to come in and get tested. And that's pretty much all they'll say. They won't say who contacted them or why or anything. Wow. So that was my way of making sure he did what he had to do. Oh, my gosh. I didn't even know about that. Mm -hmm. Does that exist yeah. today? It does still exist today. And the, the, they do it the other way, too. So they flip it, too. So if... 
any person who was newly diagnosed, if I wouldn't have called that partner notification hotline mm-hmm. through the Department of Health, they would have reached out to me and asked the same questions anyway. Oh, look at that. So Yeah. So it's all the same. And they do that for every single person who tests positive. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. awesome. Oh, my gosh. So um, I am so sorry. I mean, I, I can tell I can sense that you've healed from that pain, obviously, mm-hmm. because now you're openly talking about it. The great Ian Levanzant says that when you can talk about the wounds of your past without feeling like without lying about it or sugarcoating mm-hmm. it, that's when you know you've healed. Yes. You know? and, and yes. And then one of my, my motto, and this is also the slogan for my organization is their salvation and transparency. So through being transparent and telling my story, I know that one, I'm I'm helping myself to heal. Yes. Two, I'm helping to save someone else's life who may have thought that they were in this by themselves and nobody else had ever gone through this. Yes. And three, I'm also, you know, because I'm talking about the love of God, you know, I constantly talk about the love of God. People can see how he's been able to deliver me from my past mm-hmm. and that could save, you know, that could be their salvation. Definitely. So, yep. Definitely. Their salvation and transparency. Oh my. Or, or like Jay-Z said, for those hip hop lovers, you can't hear what you don't reveal. Yeah. Hello. Exactly. Same exactly. thing. Yep. Um, but either way to that, I just want to say, I, I'm, I'm so sorry for that experience because you talk about physical, emotional abuse, and then there's mm-hmm. the abuse of your body at that yes. he just abused you from all realms yes she yeah do you know if he's still alive today what kind of person he is, he is still today? alive today he oh. has um more children wow. and as far as i know he still will not um admit that he is living with hiv wow so this is why i always tell everyone to get tested because you do not know who you're lying with mm-hmm. you know and he's a great looking guy yes. so you know he, he can talk anybody right. a lot of people out of there you know yes and great looking people attract a yep. lot of people let's just say that. exactly so a lot exactly. of people are in danger mm-hmm. wow yep. so that's why we say get tested and get tested with your partner mm-hmm. prior to having sex yes i've done mm-hmm. that um Yes, before Mm -hmm. um, my relationship with my son's father, I -hmm. did. I did. I was like, you know what? I have to be a grown up about this. You know, Um, when I was a teenager, I made a vow to wait till marriage and that didn't work out. And, you know, you just have what they say, irresponsible sex. Yeah. People live in the moment without futuristic thinking. It's just right. And uh, I said to myself, you know what? First of all, I'm going to go celibate. And the next person I'm with has to be somebody that I'm with. And um, then we have to get tested. It really feels good and really feels responsible. And mm-hmm. I even told the person, I said, um, you know, we're going to have to look at the result, go together for the results. Exactly. Don't tell me, yep. oh, yeah, I went and I'm negative, you know. Exactly. So it just feels so good and responsible to do it. And there's nothing there's nothing wrong with it. That's not at all. And I commend you for that because that's, that's definitely a big step yeah. that not a lot of people have the courage to take. So that's awesome. It's so true. Um, mm-hmm. So let's fast forward to um, today or, or whenever you got married. How did you then go about your dating scene as a beautiful black you know sexy woman how did you navigate that scene because it's like a scarlet letter yeah i felt like it was written on my forehead yep you know so which which led to my identity struggles Mm. you know I, i wanted to recreate who i was because i didn't want any type of glimpse of hiv yep i didn't want anybody to be able to look at me and say she has hiv 
So, so you were so, extra, right? Exactly. So the older that is now gone. So now I have to be so extra. So I started going out constantly. I was drinking constantly. Mm-hmm. You know, I was more promiscuous. Yes. You know, and yep. so it was because so I was dating, but I was still trying to hide so much of myself. Mm-hmm. You know, I was dating guys who I knew weren't really for me, yeah. but it was, it was okay because this is the new Lynette. So they're for the new Lynette. Yeah. You know? Wow. So then of course I struggled with, how do I tell this person? When do I tell this mm-hmm. person? Do I even tell, tell this, this person? person? Yes. You know, do I tell him in the beginning and then like ha- run the risk of being alone forever because he may leave me alone sure. because he has no reason to stay? Yeah. Or do I wait some time and tell him later, but then he might get mad at me because I didn't tell him in the beginning. Yeah. So, but then the beginning is too much, you know, exactly. It's like, Hi, first date. What do you like for dinner during dessert? Right. By the way. <laughs> yes, exactly. So it's, it's uh. disclosure is definitely, um, was, was definitely one of the roughest uh, things that I had to overcome with HIV. But luckily, my husband, mm-hmm. it's funny, our, our past, our story of how we met and everything is really interesting. Yeah. The timeline and how God worked. So I met Daniel a month prior to my diagnosis. Oh. Right. Okay. But we were friends for five mm-hmm. years. Mm-hmm. So I, I met, I met Daniel, um, in the spoken word scene. So mm-hmm. we, we kind of had, we had mutual friends and mm-hmm. then eventually I started doing his daughter's hair. So we developed a really good friendship turned best friends mm-hmm. in the course of five years. And I didn't tell him. So mind you, I said I was diagnosed in 2008. Mm-hmm. I didn't tell Daniel until 2012 Oh wow! about my status. Right. And, and the way I told him was through a text message. I sent him a link to an interview that I had done. Mm. so I could I still after what was it 19 11 four years yeah. I still didn't have the courage to tell him to his face sure yeah and we were best friends at that point wow you know wait so, so at that time you were already um open doing interviews and stuff God did that interview <laughs> oh wait what do you mean I was at the AIDS walk in Philadelphia right and I saw this man interviewing people during the walk, asking him, you know, why are you walking? Why are you here? You know, why is HIV important to you? That kind of thing. And he approached me. Mm. So when he asked me, the words just spilled out of my mouth, no matter how hard I tried to close oh, my lips. It was, wow. oh, well, I walk because I've been living with HIV since 2008. It all spilled out. And he and come to find out he was a reporter from the Philadelphia Inquirer. And so this was going to be in print in the big, which is a big paper here, sure. the Philadelphia Inquirer, yeah. plus online, philly.com. Mm-mm. So I had people calling me. So I said, okay, well, this is a way I can actually disclose to some people. So that was how I chose to disclose Ooh. to Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Okay. Yep. That is true in that fashion. Let me have... <laughs> Did you read the like, paper well, over your Sunday brunch? There, you know. <laughs> Wow. So anyway, you sent him a link. Yep. I sent him that link. He was upset at the way that I told him because sure. like I said, we were best friends and yeah. he's like, you know, you should I thought we were better than ago. this. Yes. But it's like, you know, now he understands disclosure just isn't that easy. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't even, it didn't even tell my mom until months later. I think about five months later. It's hard enough to tell somebody you have a curable STD, let alone. Exactly. Yeah. Or exactly. even had, Exa- you know. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Oh my gosh. So, anyway, yeah. So, so that was that was 2012 when yeah. I um disclosed my status to him. Our relationship began in June of 2013. And and is he negative or positive? He is mind? HIV negative. What? Yes. Daniel is HIV negative. 
Wow, yes. this is why <laughs> I need you in my life. And I know if I need you, everybody listening needs you. Yes, um, yes. Can you explain the mechanics of that? Like, I sure can, <laughs> okay. yes. So initially, so so currently there's a campaign called You Equals You. And mm-hmm. I'll explain that a little bit. But prior to You Equals You, we chose to use something called treatment as prevention. So we always knew that the lower my viral load is, mm-hmm. meaning the presence of the virus in my system, okay. the lower that is, the lower the risk of transmitting HIV to my husband. Ah. So we always just made sure that my number stayed as low, my viral load stayed as low as possible by me taking my medicine, going in and getting my lab work on time. And he gets tested every three months still to this day. Mm-hmm. So because there is a 90 day incubation, right? For the virus. Exactly. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So as long as we continue to do those things, as long as we continue to do those things, we knew that we were keeping him as safe as possible. Now, prior to you equals you, the risk was low. Okay. You know, so the doctors were still like, well, you guys should still use condoms. So we chose to mm-hmm. use faith, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's okay wow we'll be fine and then you always say god forbid if it does ever happen i love you and you're my i love you we knew what we were doing Mm -hmm. and that's that you know so now there's a Hmm. campaign that the cdc is backing called you equals you which means undetectable means equals untransmittable Ah. so that basically means that as long as i'm undetectable meaning there's less than 20 copies of hiv in my entire system Mm -hmm. as long as i'm undetectable I cannot transmit HIV to anyone, no matter what. So Daniel and I have never, ever used condoms or anything. Wow. Now, okay. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, I'm proud to present my ignorance because it's learning for everybody. So Mm -hmm. I've heard that it's he is in the better of the situations rather than the um the reverse where the man is positive yes and the woman is negative right because men are Mm -hmm. external and then the whole you know climaxing Mm -hmm. thing we take it in is it is exactly okay exactly and that plays a huge role in it as well so it's much harder for a female to transmit hiv to a male than it is for Mm -hmm. a male to transmit to a female so ladies this is Mm -hmm. a learning moment also Right. Mm-hmm. So be very I mean, use condoms, obviously, all the yeah. time or let's be real. I don't know as much as possible. I, you know, mm-hmm. hey, but, you know, be careful because we are susceptible much more than a guy is mm-hmm. because he's literally unloading in us, but, you yeah. know, all of his yeah. stuff, his demons and his diseases. It, and yes, I'm so glad you said that. Yeah. Yes. We are because taking it's it not in. even just about STD. Yes. It's everything that he has inside of him, yep. period. Yep. His um, know? his spiritual unrest yes. is taken into our cavity. Let's just be grown ups mm-hmm. about this. And even medication. What? So medica- if if a guy is taking medication and it actually flows through his his semen, then it can it's going into us. And if we have an an allergic reaction to if we're allergic to a certain medication, wow, it can be that could affect us as well. Man, I hate to get preachy, but my previous show, um, I talked about uh, sex and Mm -hmm. uh, I'm sorry, premarital sex. And um, we talked about how uh, the title is called Virginity Makes You Stupid. But it was just Mm -hmm. like a a thing where I was saying, you know, would you marry a virgin? And I'm like, "Ah, I feel like a dude that hasn't sex, hasn't had sex, has no swag. Mm -hmm. And the guy, he kind of laughed and he said, I can see what you're saying, but he said, that depends on your view. Do you have Mm -hmm. a worldly view or do you have a spiritual or godly view? Because if you're coming, if you're looking at it from the worldly view, 
then mm-hmm. of course, what what's your definition of swag? You know, God right. preserved the union of man and woman, you know, to be mutually, I mean, to be exclusive to man and wife. And mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not saying, listen, I'm not getting preaching. I'm saying wait either way. But to me, that just solidifies the importance of being so conscious about who you sleep yes. with. Yes. Yes. And Medication. I, and I, feel, I, I wow. 100% agree with that and even even to the point of you know going back to that question that you said would you marry a virgin if you even think about it on a level of you know sometimes people say they wouldn't marry a virgin because they want to make sure that person knows how to have sex yeah, exactly like what but if, if we have nothing to compare yeah, it to yeah right right <laughs> they're going to be the best you ever That's had anyway so true <laughs> That is so true. Yeah, and and but yeah. then it's we didn't really actually we didn't address that on the show but to answer your question my answer is once you unlock that part of your brain it's kind of like I've never had ice cream before and I taste yes. vanilla but I yes. know there's strawberry and everything and chocolate yes. out there. Now I'm curious. So mm-hmm. now you're married, you've only had sex with this one man and I know he's your wife, I mean your husband, but mm-hmm. now you're thinking, "Mm, oh, but that that mailman though wow like, yeah you know but then that's also another reason to um because sex is so much more than than it the is. act it's so spiritual it is and i've it learned is. that later in life you know yeah. and even as me and my son's dad are separated mm-hmm. i have no um i mean obviously i mean i've i've dated and you know i've talked to some guys um, mm-hmm. You know, via text or on the phone or v- via social media. But even that has died off. I mm-hmm. just through that experience, I realized that I have um, more. I'm more when I'm more self-aware, mm-hmm. I'm more in love with myself. And I, yeah. I have a lack of desire to share myself with somebody else because I understand the depth of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I've learned so many things with you. One, the medication. Wow, mm-hmm. that's that's amazing. Two, um, about the the U equals U. Mm-hmm. Um, three, I didn't know about the C. Did you say the CDC also contacts the person? Remember when you said you first yes. find out? Okay, it's the it's the Department of Health actually. Yeah. Oh my mm-hmm. gosh. Um, and then uh, yeah, num- that you know the whole myth about uh the vans coming up and knocking on your door yeah. and all of the big white van. <laughs> it's not a myth. Wow. <laughs> it's wow. not a myth. They will come to you. Now, I don't know about the van, right. but <laughs> the people will come to your house and knock on your door. I think and, that's awesome. Yeah. 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 Because, um, but then again, remember there was a time where they made it seem like, well, I guess it depends on your, your is it viral load or viral count? Your viral uh, load. Okay. I guess it depends on your viral, mm-hmm. but they made it seem like, oh, you're, you're a loaded w- gun. Walking around mm-hmm. the streets. Um, mm-hmm. I think that's um that's a good example for you to be aware, but you also don't wanna weaponize people. Yeah, you know. And, and quite honestly, when you first contract HIV, your viral load is extremely high. Ah. So honestly, that's a great analogy, especially if you're if you're still if you just contracted it mm-hmm. and you don't know and you're out here sleeping around. Mm. Yeah. Wait a minute. So then what what makes it low? Once um I guess kind of once your body gets acclimated to it. Oh, I see. And of course medication. Yes. So oh. now at one point um they wouldn't make everyone get on medication immediately. Mm-hmm. 
they would wait until uh, your CD4 count, which is the amount of the like your immune system, your fighter cells. Okay. They would wait until your CD4 count drops below a certain number before they put you on medication. Mm-hmm. Now, every time someone uh, uh, tests positive, they put them right on medication. Wow. This mm-hmm. is so different than the 70s and the 80s. Oh, yeah. And the HIV much. of the 90s. That's Oh, my awesome. goodness, much. I'm so glad if I had to contract HIV, I'm so glad I contracted it now. now. Yep. I take one pill a day. Mm. I go to my doctor twice a year. Oh, wow. <laughs> you know, for blood work and yeah. everything. You would think That's once it. a month. Mm-mm. Twice a year, every six months. That's wow. it. Wow. Wow. Mm-hmm. Now, um... Uh, we'll get to the medication uh, uh, shortly, but oh yes. So uh, also going back to Instagram, I saw, um, and I I know you have had a baby, like you said, yeah. Um, before the call, congratulations. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Um, <laughs> what was? Oh no, no. Before we get to that, um, you said that you found out. Uh, you, you when you talked to your uh, boyfriend then, who then became your husband, mm-hmm. you knew about the viral load and that if it mm-hmm. was low, there was less chance of tra- transmitting, which means you were one of those people who weren't, even though you were terrified from your diagnosis, it sounds like you were a woman of research. You said, I'm going to research because you wouldn't know those things unless you researched. Was there somebody in your corner pushing you to overcome the fear and learn or did you just decide to? Um, I kind of, I decided to do that on my own. Mm-hmm. Um, my doctor was amazing. Mm. And then we had, uh, I, can't, I don't even know what her title is, but I called her my everything. Anytime I needed a, needed a question to answer, I would call her. But she used to work in my doctor's office. So she was kind of like my side therapist mm-hmm. without actually being a therapist. Yeah. And um, I could ask them any and everything. So even prior to my husband, anyone that I was dating, mm-hmm. If I decided to disclose, my next thing was, okay, I've disclosed to you now. I want you to come to my doctor's office with me. So they would come to the doctor's office. They would get tested. And then they were able to ask my doctor any questions they may have had and get the answer from a doctor's perspective so they can understand that I'm not just making this stuff up Mm -hmm. just to make it sound beneficial to you. Yes. Wow. You are a prime example. You're a prime example. Now, let's just give me one example. And then we have to move on to... um, Mm -hmm you know, the current state, which is a wonderful, joyous, fulfilled life, right? Um, Mm -hmm. But at the time, tell me about your experience with rejection, if any, from guys. Oh, my gosh. And Mm -hmm. um, how you overcame and got to this point. Yeah, I've I've definitely experienced rejection. Um, In disclosure, it's been a few different situations where um, I I remember the first guy I disclosed to, I was actually just starting to date this this guy when I first... uh, was diagnosed Mm -hmm. and I came home and I told him, listen, I need to talk to you. I need you to come over. Okay. And I disclosed to him and he said, I can't do this. I I can't be with you. I don't Mm -hmm. know enough about HIV. So I just can't be with you. And that was extremely hurtful, Mm -hmm. you know, and and it's like, I understand, Mm -hmm. but who wants to hear that? Of course. You know? Um, So that, that was definitely one example that hurt me for a while. Mm -hmm. Then that, that definitely made me struggle to, figure out hmm, do I want to tell anybody the next else person or... exactly yeah yeah so you know I had that happen another situation where I waited and then I disclosed mm-hmm. and then my my girlfriend title was taken away from me uh, so we uh, were together yeah. we we're girlfriend and boyfriend introduced to mom and everything but then I said okay and by the way and he said oh well how about 
we're still cool we're still friends but mm. we're just not together anymore oh oh that's how it was put yeah oh okay. yeah okay <laughs> yeah so we can still but we can still do all the boyfriend girlfriend oh, stuff oh i see okay <laughs> but just don't tell anybody you're my girlfriend Ooh. Then I had another situation where it was, okay, we're together. You can tell everybody you're, we're together, your boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever the case is, but don't talk about that HIV stuff. Okay. Yeah. You know, you wow. can't have your platform. Don't, wow. don't do that because oh, then people okay. think I have it. Then people, okay. So you can't be the person you are today. Exactly. Interesting. Exactly. Wow. So, yeah. So it's been, it's been a journey. It's been a journey. And the, the crazy thing is, my husband has been there through that whole journey. Amazing. He was my friend yeah. listening to these stories. Oh, he was wow. the person I would come to crying about, oh my gosh, he left me. And, oh my gosh. Well, yeah. who, well, then how did this, um, the union begin to happen? Who was just like, why are we together? <laughs> so the, actually the world was saying, why aren't you two together? And we were saying, mm. ew, no. Because <laughs> he, he's a beautiful man. Like, really? <laughs> like, no, you know. ew, that's, that's my brother. We actually used to call each other brother and sister. Wow. We, we called each other's kids, niece and nephew. Like, oh that's how gosh. close we were. Wow, <laughs> yes. So they, uh, for his 30th birthday, he decided he wanted to go to Vegas. He invited a bunch of his friends mm -hmm. and his niece, including me. Mm -hmm. And at the last minute, all of his friends backed out. So it wound up just being me and his niece. Mm, <laughs> okay. <laughs> so we went to Vegas and um, what happened in Vegas didn't stay in Vegas. We oh. got a little drunk and <laughs> <laughs> we came back and said, so I guess we're together, huh? Oh. <laughs> and that was, that was, um, that was in June of 2008. Oh. And in on uh December what was it uh in November I think we decided we actually made the conscious decision that we were going to get married. We talked to the pastor and we got married on we got married actually right after watch night service mm -hmm. at our church. So watch night service ended at about twelve fifteen a.m. on New Year's Eve day, whichever way you want to look at it. Mm -hmm. And we ran in the back, changed our clothes, and came back out. So our wedding was about one a.m. on New Year's Day. Oh my gosh! So every New Year's, <laughs> it's like your wedding anniversary. Exactly. I love mm -hmm. it. Oh my gosh! Yep. Well, listen, I know you're a busy woman. I want to talk about. Um, I know people are thinking. Listen, um, I'm struggling with this. I want to mm -hmm. be like you. Help me. Um, do you? What do you? What is your availability or what resources would you recommend for uh, men or women who are just diagnosed and how to mm -hmm. push through uh, like you? Um, how can you be contacted? What are you doing now? Blah, 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 mm -hmm. blah. <laughs> <laughs> so I have an organization called IMU Incorporated. Mm -hmm. And what IMU is, it's an empowerment organization, mostly for women who are living with HIV. And I focus on the age group between 25 and 45 years old, mm -hmm. but it's grown into a community of women, even outside of HIV, just empowering you to live beyond your diagnosis, which whatever the diagnosis might be, whether it's HIV or any type of mental health diagnosis, yes. anything. Okay. Um, I also uh, have programming for individuals who are in serodiscordant relationships which is basically what my husband and I are in mm -hmm. so one person is positive and one person is negative HIV positive HIV negative mm. um so support surrounding that uh, my husband and I both do kind of peer-to-peer -peer counseling we're not official therapists but we do peer-to-peer -peer counseling um surrounding that as well as um supports for children who are affected by HIV in a sense where basically like my children come from a household who has parents who are living with HIV yes 
Yes. And so we so we do a lot um surrounding that. You um the the best way to contact me is always social media mm-hmm. um initially. Okay. So I'm on Instagram at Mrs. Trawick. So that's M R S underscore T R A W I C K. Mrs. Underscore Trawick. Um, and I'm on uh Facebook. Okay. Under my name Lynette Trawick, as well as my organization I am you. Awesome. Um, so, so yeah, you can contact me on any of those uh, platforms. And if there are resources, maybe there, you know, because I can't save the world. So if there, if I do see, feel like I'm not the best resource, I can definitely help people connect to the best resource. I also travel with individuals who may be afraid to get tested on their own. I will go with you to get tested. Oh, awesome. Um, I travel all over the country to do speaking engagements. Um, so any type of motivational speaking surrounding HIV and AIDS. Awesome. Anything like that. Um, yeah. So, yes, yeah, so I, you know, oh, I, that's I get around awesome. and do something. And, and one of the things that you said, too, that I wanted to point out, mm-hmm. a lot of people do reach out to me saying, Hey, I want to be like you, Mm. but I would encourage you Mm -hmm. to be like you, Mm. you know, because God gave me this platform and everybody's not meant for it. Mm -hmm. True. I put a post up a while ago saying, you know, sometimes I just want to put down this crown, you Ah, know, because it's heavy. Yes. It's really, really heavy. And, and because, but this is my platform. God gave it to me. So he didn't call everybody Mm -hmm. to shout HIV off of a mountain. Sure. Sure. You know, yeah. that's just, I told you he's a bully. That's just yeah, what he's made I me do. <laughs> I love that description because yes. here lately I've been bullied, getting yes. bullied by God. And you're right. I've been fighting for the better part of my adult yes. life. And it's, it's exhausting. It is. It is. It is. But it's like, listen, I told you that you have to do this. Yes. And and, and you're not I listening. You, right. And because I told you that you have to do this, you have to trust when I say that you can do this. Yeah. You know, so it's like, I understand that I can do all of these things. So this is not for everyone, you know, everyone for, for the next person who is living with HIV, your goal may just to be, to get comfortable with the fact that you're living with HIV. I think for me, that is, that is the goal I have for our audience. Like you Mm -hmm. said, not necessarily to be a a, a person in a a public figure, Mm -hmm. but just to be comfortable with who you are and say it, say what scares you out loud. Because if you can, that means you will heal from it. You cannot heal what you don't reveal. That is mm-hmm. the lesson. And she is, um, Lynette is just a champion. Um, I'm, I, I know you've got to go. You've got another speaking engagement. Um, mm-hmm. I'm sorry to come back to your, the birth of That's your okay. child is, is, um, is, is your baby that you just had four years ago, positive or negative with HIV? He is HIV negative. Wow. Yes, yes, yes. Wow. I, I, I had him all natural, a vaginal birth, <gasps> despite the myths that you have yes. to have a C-section. Yes. <laughs> and I do education surrounding that as well. And in one of my big trainings, um, I train a staff at uh, what's called the WIC office, Women, mm-hmm. Infants and Children here. Okay. And because I had an experience once where I went into the office and I felt stigmatized when I told them that I wasn't breastfeeding. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then because as a, as a woman living with HIV, you can't breastfeed because it's transmitted through breast milk. Okay. Once I explained to her that I was living with HIV, she said, Oh my goodness, really? Like she was so shocked that I was even able to say it just oh, wow. in a conversation, number yes. one. And then her next question was, Well, wait, I still don't understand why you can't breastfeed. Oh my god. And this was a nutritionist. <laughs> oh my God. So you have two stigmas. Yes. Oh my god. So this was goodness. a nutritionist in there. So I took it upon myself to contact the director of the WIC staff and tell him, Listen, you your staff needs training. Sure. Good. Because you may someone may be pushed to the point where or hear her say something like that, like 
you know what? I don't know why I'm not breastfeeding either. Mm-hmm. You know, and then transmit HIV to their baby. Oh my goodness. Possibly. Wow. You know? So Jeez. yeah. Yeah. Jeez. So oh yes, goodness. he is HIV negative. He's three. My baby will be four in November. And he's awesome Shnook and amazing. Oh, that's <laughs> awesome. And you're and he's, awesome. And he's and one of he's actually one of eleven children between my husband and I. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> he's the youngest of eleven. Oh my gosh. Yes. Wow. I just want to <laughs> thank you. I just want to thank you for being here. And you know what? Speaking of your um your brand and and your mission, um, mm-hmm. she has. If you go to her um her Instagram, you'll see that she has a a movement called Motivation uh, Medication, Medication Mo- Motivation. motivation. Yes. And she's right. She does inspire um those with outside of HIV because I'm inspired by it. I mean, medication can mean anything to you. Literal magic medication or medication for your soul, keeping mm-hmm. on track with your goals, and that's what I'm um using that for and I just ordered a bracelet from you yes. that's going to keep reminding Thank me. You. Yeah, <laughs> to um you know to stay on top of whatever it makes me healthy. Listen, I could talk forever. Um, thank you so much for your time. Your links are going to be in my description for the show. So um, people can go ahead and click the links to your information. Um, God bless you. You are a thank beacon you. of light you and also. hope. You are God sent. Thank you so much. Thank, thank you. you so much for your time. And um, we'll see you on, on social media. Awesome. Thank you. God you guys bless. have a great one. Thank you so much. Bye. Um, Bye, Lynette. So It's a new day, my crew stayed forever striving. Give thanks as we alive and been through the gutter. Now we see the horizon. It's clear to me now. Used to be confused, took a lot of years to see how. Now we move in planets. Take the average mind and expand it. Take granted, like we always gonna be disadvantaged. But soon come, it's soon come, you're soon done. It's not fun, you stumble, we catch one in the rhythm. Santana licked the gets with precision.